Thanks for tuning in to Sell Like a Woman, the podcast. The place to be to get real. Real about your business, real about your life, and real about what it means to sell like a woman. I'm Kendrick Shope, and things are about to get real here. Hello, and welcome to Sell Like a Woman, the podcast. I am in total freaking fangirl mode right now because one of my favorite authors is joining us. Jen Sincero, a best-selling author and success coach who has helped countless people transform their personal and professional lives via her coaching, seminars, private sessions, and books, which are two of my absolute favorites. Jen, that is your professional bio sort of in a, in a, in a nutshell. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we are honored. So let me just, let me jump right into this. Let me tell you about, for all of our listeners, how I found Jen. Last year, I was working about 16 hours a day. I run a a seven-figure business and had taken on way too much work and was Googling, like all good coaches do, Googling, I need a new book, I need a new book. And I downloaded your book on Audible and bought it for all of my clients when I was finished. I've read it four times. Her first book is called You Are a Badass. And then I gave Christmas presents of your calendar to everybody I know, your desk calendar, because you take mindset, if that's the right word, and you make it so flipping tangible. That's nice to hear. <laughs> yeah, mindset's not easy to make tangible. So I help people sell their products and services. And anytime I get somebody who's dealing with mindset, I'm like, okay, we got to drill down really specifically to make it tangible. So uh, I think that you are the best of the best at this. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, you're, you're so welcome. So Jen has a new book coming out, which I have teased you all a little bit about on social media. And it is called You Are Badass at Making Money, Master the Mindset of Wealth. So Let's talk about when does the book launch officially? April 18th. And how long did it take you to write this? Oh, Lord. Well, <laughs> you know, it's a funny question because honestly, kind of my whole life because yeah. it was my huge struggle. Money it was just my big stumbling block. And I was, you know, in my 40s still scraping by. So I've been collecting data for this unbeknownst to me my whole life, but the actual sitting in a chair and writing it took me about a month and a half and I don't recommend doing it the way I do it. Oh but my I'm, gosh. I'm a major crammer. I focus like a mofo if I'm under extreme amounts of pressure. So I'm so not for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, our book is coming out later this year and it's taken for flipping ever. I mean, I'm, I, that's very impressive. No, it's not. It's, it's not. I don't know. It's just the way I've done it. I went to a college where we took one class a month and I swear to God, I've written all my books in a month. It's bananas. And then rewriting. That doesn't count rewriting. It sounds more impressive than it is, but yeah. That's fantastic. Okay. So you, you shared a little bit about one of the, you know, that you've been working on this sort of unbeknownst to you your whole life. But some of the things that I loved about this book was how, and I wouldn't expect anything less, but how honest you were about some of the the crap that, that you face with money. I remember you talked about, um, you share bill collectors. You felt like you were on a first name basis with bill collectors mm-hmm. and you were going to trade in Taco Bell for something better. So tell us just a, a little hint about what that's like. Uh, I think we've all been there. My audience is typically aspiring business owners who are looking to start their own business. And so I think we can all huh, remember being on a first name basis with bill collectors. <laughs> 
Right. Oh gosh. It's just, you know, I think the worst part for me was knowing that I could be doing so much better, but I just wasn't. And not being able to crack the code, just feeling, honestly, feeling like money was available to other people, but not me somehow. Like really rich people or successful people or people who had an easy time with money were almost like a different species than I was. I felt so out of the loop and so just, just completely befuddled by what I was doing wrong and what I needed to do. That's a great word, befuddled. Yeah, I, I, that makes sense. I am, I'm an avid reader. I read about three books a week and I'm wow. on history right now. So I just finished a couple of books about JFK and I'm reading one about Bobby Kennedy. And it's funny, I caught myself saying, uh, and you know, it, I didn't even realize I was doing it. Well, yeah, all that shit's easy to do when you were born into royalty. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what a terrible, terrible thing to think. <laughs> you know, I just read your book. I was one of the lucky people to get an early copy. You all have to pick it up and stick around because we've got surprises for you at the end. But I'm beginning to notice my mindset more about money. I didn't realize that I had hangups about it. But as I was reading these books about the Kennedys, it's like, yeah, but that's easy to do when your daddy's in your back pocket. What a terrible thing. <laughs> well, we do it all the time. That's the thing that's what's so surprising when you start working on yourself is that you become aware of all that crap and then you can yeah. change it. But so much of that's holding us back. So it's so cool when you get on the, on the self-help party train. It is. And you know, what was interesting for me was I discovered, I guess, mindset in general about six years ago before I, I would not have understood even what that word meant. I was completely in the scientific part of my, my body and my brain. And that was it. I don't even think I felt anything in my body, but it's, it's interesting because I've learned mindset's one of those things you continually work on, you know, just cause you master your beliefs about failure and the shit we tell ourselves, like that you cover and you are a badass. You still have can have negative mindsets about money or other areas of your life. Have you ever heard that expression, new level, new devil? <laughs> no, but that's exactly what it is. You're right. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So I am, I'm curious why money? Like, obviously, you were going to write a follow-up book to this super successful, you are a badass. But why was this book so important for you? Well, for two reasons. One, because it was the impetus for me writing you the first book because money was my big stumbling block. Um, so it was very, it was a topic that's very near and dear to my heart. I feel like I can write from massive experience because I've been through the ringer with it and then transformed myself fairly quickly after 40 years of being a professional broke person, you know, now <laughs> I'm making seven figures and it, you know, I, I started making money really quickly once I set my mind to it. And also because a lot of people who bought You Are a Badass and a lot of my clients, their big stumbling block is also money. So I feel like it's a really important topic for so many people. Yeah, I, I agree completely. It's, it's interesting when I am teaching people how to sell more of their products and services. One of the things I teach in sales school is your relationship to money. And, and, and I am not the money expert. I have my own just screwed up beliefs about money, which we're going to get into in a minute. But one of the things I say is, you know, desperate energy for money attracts desperate energy for money. So you got to clean that stuff up. I don't know how you do it, but you got to clean it up because all the sales tactics I'm teaching you will not work if you are desperate for money. Such a good point. You push it away. And you know, and it's so funny because we teach about what you focus on, you create more of and you know, to be tenacious and to go for it and to not stop till you get there. And it's a very different energy 
than desperation, but it seems kind of the same. So that's kind of, a, it's a very important point that you bring up to differentiate between desperation and going for it. Yeah. And I think that so much of this for a long time for me was unconscious. You know, I quit a six figure job and um, blew through my savings just as fast as I could to start a business and ended up a hundred K in debt and thinking, what the hell have I done? I mean, I've run my life forever. Mm. And it was that desperate energy for money. You know, I thought I was going for everything, but really I, I learned it the hard way because I was so desperate for money that I was, I was just pushing every bit of money away. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about one of the things that, that I also love about you is, and I actually, I had my clients, as I said, I bought your book for all my clients. I had them read this for this specific reason. You are hilarious. The examples you give are so flipping funny. Are you, I mean, you, you must be hilarious in person. Yes. Like have you always been funny? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I have a really funny family. Like my, uh, it was like growing up in a writer's room, you know, at the dinner table, we were all trying to outdo each other with a one liner. It was very competitive. So it was, it was be funny, funny or die. I should have come up with that website. <laughs> yeah. That's where it comes from. So people who are like that are really witty. And I, I picked that up from, I picked that up from both your books. You're so damn funny. It, it makes these topics that can be hard. Don't, they don't feel so heavy. It's another reason that I, that I have a, such a fangirl crush on you. Okay. so. <laughs> let's get into uh, let's get into devil's advocate for a minute. So I'm curious about for the person out there who is thinking, okay, look, Kendrick, I've listened to Kendrick's podcast. You know, I, can you really change your mindset and make more money, or is there is there more to it than that? That was my question forever. I felt like there was some mystical, you know, like Rubik's cube complicated science to this stuff that like it couldn't possibly just be that I have to shut up and pay attention to what I'm thinking and saying and change my words and my mindset. It couldn't possibly be that easy because quite frankly, what an insult. Like, boy, did I get duped for 40 years. <laughs> right? I was like, this is insulting. It can't possibly be that easy. It really is, guys. Like, it, it, certainly, you have to take action. You have to do stuff. You have to get educated. You know, you don't just get to sit around and change your thoughts and voila, a big bag of money lands in your lap. But it truly, truly is so powerful. And that was, it was freaking amazing once I got such a good handle on my mindset, how quickly I was able to turn my life around. So buy into this. I'm serious. Like, the reason we scream and yell about, affirmations and the power of positive thoughts and you know your words create your life be, is because it works so you know you can spend your life being skeptical and broke or just get on with it yeah i love it i love it i love it one of my favorite things you did in this book was you talked throughout sort of in 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 each chapters about success story if he or she can do it so can you mm -hmm. freaking love it i say that to people all the time if a tennessee hick can create a seven figure business online <laughs> that she loves every day. Anybody can do this. Like you have no excuse anymore. Yes, exactly. No matter where you, you know, we all, you know, life is not fair. Some people, no. you know, like the Kennedys start out with exactly. much more and some people start out with nothing. 
And some people like the Kennedys squander it and wind up face down in a gutter and people who come from nothing become very successful and rich. So you don't get to use that as an excuse. Yeah. What about the people? So there's a place in here where you talk about, you know, I'm going to botch the quote. I have it highlighted, but I've got so damn much highlighted that I can't find it. So I'm going to botch the quote, but it's something about you, you, you need to take risk, right? You, you need to take risk. What about the person who has taken risk and it hasn't worked out so well or is completely broke and feels like they don't have anything to risk? What's the first step for somebody like that? Is to change your mindset. mindset. So listen, I didn't have any, I was in debt when I hired my first coach and um, I knew I needed help. And I met this woman who was an amazing coach and she helped women with their finances. And I was like, oh, I, I know in my gut, I need to work with her, but I didn't have any money and I was in debt. And so it's the, the mindset around um, how serious are you? So, you know, quote unquote, I've tried and I've failed or I, I literally, I'm so broke, I don't have anything. If you had a gun to your head and somebody said, you have to do A, B or C, let's use my example, you have to hire this coach, you'd figure it out. Right. So it's that mindset around, I don't see the way, but I am doing it anyway. That is so freaking true. Grant Cardone, who uh, was on here on our podcast, uh, he was our first guest on our podcast, and I have read all of Grant's books because I'm a sales guru, and he talks about that. If there's a gun to your head, you freaking find a way. Mm -hmm. And I remember, you know, when being being a hundred thousand dollars in debt and I have, you know, my daughter who's the most important thing to me in the world and thinking, what the frick have I done? And 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 then realizing that, you know, changing that mindset, it wasn't necessarily around money, but around just well it was money, but it was everything. Being so desperate to no, you know what? You can go in that closet and you can sell your shoes. And I did. I sold Valentino shoes. I sold coats. I sold everything of mine in order to be able to pay for my first coach, which was Marie Forleo. So I totally get it. Totally Good get it for you. Yeah, that's it. That's what it takes. So there's, when you make that decision that you're not screwing around anymore, all of a sudden, all of these other options open up. So it really is about going from wanting to deciding. Because when you're wanting, the second it gets too expensive or too scary, or you, know, you might look like a moron, you go running for the hills. When you've decided, ain't nothing getting in your way. I love it. I love it. The difference between wanting and deciding. Love it, love it, love it. One of the things that you talk a lot about is, you know, you're so straightforward, and I've, I've mentioned this, so tangible and so hilarious. But then there's this side of you that talks about being extremely grateful and money mantras and things like that. Why are those things, especially money mantras, why are those so important to this process? Because as you said, you, when you were reading about the Kennedys, you didn't even realize that you, you know, this thing popped up where like, oh, he's, it's easy for him. We have such ingrained, especially with money. Oh my gosh. Money is the most loaded topic on the planet. It's totally emotional. We have so much judgment and guilt and fear around it. And it's just sort of in our fiber. So you gotta uncover all that and 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 reprogram it so when it comes to something like money getting a handle on your words and your thoughts are critical so affirmations are one of the best ways to redig that groove in your mind uh about how you feel about money and your beliefs around money i love it 
That's so, so, so true. So true. Uh, one of my favorite parts in the book, and you don't have to give it away because I want everybody to go buy it, but I'm going to do a little teaser here, is what can Prince teach us about how to be a badass about making money? Like, seriously, money, Prince, hilarious, come on. <laughs> it doesn't get any better than that. I loved Prince. And I, I mean, talk about being authentic yeah. and being a sex symbol and wearing probably women's high heel shoes. Like he just, he was so who he was. And that's how you attract people to you in business. And that, you know, when you try, and I understand when you're first starting out, you're sort of stumbling around doing what the people before you did, you're learning your business, you're cutting your teeth. So you probably won't be the most authentic person in the beginning. And I certainly wasn't, but as you develop and as you get confidence and as you develop your voice, um, that is the most important thing always is being your authentic self. And I tell a story in the book about Prince, um, how he was warming up for the Rolling Stones back when he had just gotten started. And, you know, he came out in his little trench coat and his little black skivvies and got <laughs> booed off the stage. And, and Prince, he's the most amazing musician anyway. And then, you know, he came out and he wasn't going to go back on stage and his you know, his handlers were like, you have to, it's the Rolling Stones. It's going to make your career. And he went back out and got booed at again and they threw stuff at him. And, and so instead of the next day going shopping for pants, like most people would have, right? Like this is a huge opportunity. They don't like you because of what you're wearing and who you are. He decided he was never going to warm up for anybody again, not even the Rolling Stones and went on to become Prince. So, That's so badass. Yeah. I mean, there's so not another one for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw, so I have a funny story, uh, not quite as iconic as Prince, but I am, and this is laugh out loud funny, so, but I was the biggest New Kids on the Block fan, like, I mean, just ridiculous, and I went to see all the reunion tours and all that stuff, but the first reunion, nobody would go with me either, my girlfriends were like, hell no, I'm not paying $700 to sit on the front row to see New Kids on the Block, so my mama would go with me, and we're sitting on the front row, and Lady Gaga opened for their first reunion tour, oh, wow. before she was Gaga, and you know, and she was completely authentic as she always is, but like they all came out with like those rubber outfits and their face covered. And I said to my mom, I don't know who that is. That person will never make it. Well, <laughs> hello. <laughs> yeah. <Probably> was that wrong? <laughs> yeah. It, and you know, and I also feel like don't take life so seriously. Like yeah. have fun. Just you know, I read about this in the original Badass book, like, just see what you can get away with. Just see if you can be as you as you can be and have fun with it and go for it. Because when you allow yourself to do that, you meet your tribe. Like, the badass people who have helped me become so successful that I just, it's like a dream. I'm so glad that I have those people in my camp now because they get me. They're, they get my sense of humor. They, they are listening to my message. And I just, I just love, I love them all. And it's so much more fun than, than shutting yourself down and trying to be something you're not because you're not going to be surrounded by the people who turn you on and who you turn on. Absolutely. Absolutely. I always say to people, lots of, lots of my clients have a, a really, a, they, they hate selling. They feel like, primarily women, and they feel like selling is icky, sleazy, slimy, gross. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I always tell the story that, you know, now that I look back on being $100,000 in debt, I am so freaking glad every one of those people sold me. I am so glad they told me about their work and how they could help me because right. it changed my life. 
right. it changed my life. It changed my daughter's life. It changed my family's life. And to be able to work from home and pick my daughter up every day and, you know, be on Steve Harvey and write a book. And I mean, I'm like, oh my gosh, if I had not said yes, if I had not been sold, I'd be back in pharmaceutical sales and probably on 25 antidepressants ready to kill myself. Absolutely. Yeah. No, antidepressants. I sold an antidepressant, but I'm just saying it sure is much nicer to live a full (laughs) life with the people who believe in me and and with your tribe, like you said. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, you know, you get one spin, one go round with this. And if you're not having fun, it's not worth it. Yeah. Okay. So I'm curious, was there one thing in, in this, in this trajectory of, 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 of what you have created, because it's really so inspiring. Is there one thing that you think makes the biggest difference or is it really the sum total of everything? Oh, that's a great question. I think it is a lot of things, but I'll have to say that one of the key, key things is remembering that you have a choice. It's so critical because it's such a gift. You know, we have a conscious mind and you have a choice in every moment of every day to choose what you're going to focus on, to choose what you're going to think about, to choose who you're going to hang out with, to choose what you're going to say. And when you get out of victim mode and remember that you do have this power, it is enormous. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with that, Bob. Say choice. I I love it. I, I love it. And I think that's where my journey started too, was the choice. You know, the moment that I said, no, I choose to be different. I ch- my job is I'm good at it. I like it. I don't love it. And I'm going to choose to be an example for Pollyanna to say that, yeah, you can make your dreams come true. It's not just lip service, but it was, it was a very conscious choice. I, I remember that. I think that's a great And and it often goes against everything we've been told, everything everybody is expecting of us. So that's why it's such a big, hairy deal. But man, is it worth it? It is. But I will have to say, if my family could have, if I had been underage at that time, which I wasn't, I was well in my 30s, I think they would have institutionalized me. They all thought freaking nuts. Yep. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So um, I'm, I know that you are promoting the book and have lots to do. I've got two more things to do. Stick around, everybody, because we're going to give away some books at the end. But first, I am going to confess one of my terrible money beliefs that I uncovered reading your book and see if you can give me any uh, mantras for it or any advice on what I need to do about it. So I believe that, or I was taught that the harder you work, the more money you make. After last year, I realized that, you know, once you hit, I don't know, some point in your business, for me, it was seven figures. You really can't work three times harder to get to 3 million. Like at some point, you're only one person. 16 hours a day is too damn much. I'm not enjoying myself. So, but I still have this belief that I just need to work a little bit harder. I just need to take on one more client. And it's so not true. And I know it, but I keep coming back to it. Any advice? Well, that is such, that's probably the most common one, right? If you just work harder, you'll make more money. And I was thinking about it when I was writing my book and I was like, well, then everybody who's floating around on their own yacht would be exhausted. Like every <laughs> six feet under in the grave because they would have to work that much harder, right? So obviously it's not true. Yeah. So I think a good mantra for that would be, Money comes to me easily and I am in the flow. 
All right, I'm writing it down. Okay. I love the yard example. Never thought of that. Holy cow. Money comes to me easily and I am in the flow. Y'all are going to see that on social media lots because that is my new money mantra. So before I let you go, I want to talk about all the exciting things that you have upcoming. By the way, can people, probably not, I'm sure not, can people still, are you still coaching or no? I'm not right no. now. Yeah. No. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, Damn it, I wish I'd met you then. I would have loved that. But anyway, <laughs> I'll get coached through your book. So you've obviously got the book coming out on April 18th, 2017. That's the intended date. And everybody, your homework, you know, I love homework. Go buy the freaking book. You can thank me later. But you're doing like a tour as well. Like you're doing your own Prince thing. Tell us about it. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be wearing black um, skivvies <laughs> and a trench coat. Please send me a picture. Yes. Um, yes, I'm going on tour. And so as I said, like this is the funnest because then I get to meet all of my awesome tribe, which I book tour after, you know, for all you writers out there, it's totally worth sitting in the room in the chair alone in your filthy bathrobe, right in the book, because then you get to go out and meet everybody. So uh, this is my favorite part. Yeah, I'm going, I'm actually, we, the tour kicks off in New York on April 18th uh, when the book comes out. And then I'm pretty much a different city every day for the follow next month. And you can find out about my tour on my website, which is jensincero.com, J-E-N-S-I-N-C-E-R-O.com. Uh, we will have all the tour dates and locations and times up there. We're also we're going to Toronto and then during, during that month. And then after May 18th, I'll be in the UK on tour as well. So for anybody over there listening in um, and it's always changing. So we're adding more dates. We're adding more events. Uh, so please keep checking back on the website. Absolutely. Yeah. And we'll, we'll link to the website as well Great. in the, in the show copy and show notes. So before I go, or before I let you go, I want to say to our audience, we're going to have um, a form. You'll see it when you're, when you're listening to the podcast below. All you have to do is put your name and email address, a name and mailing address into this form. And I am going to buy, you can even check Audible or book form if it comes out in Audible, which I'm sure it will because the other one did. You can check what kind of book you want and we'll send it to you. So the first 25 people that do that, you're going to get a free copy of Jen Sincero's You Are a Badass at Making Money. And I am honored to share your work because it is life freaking changing. You are so fabulous. Thank you so much. This is just great. You're welcome. What an inspiration you are. I mean, you, you've done it, you know, you have really turned it around. So you guys, if we can do it, you can do it. Seriously. That's exactly right. Yeah. That is exactly right. Well, so I, the last thing I want to say is I turned 40 on Friday of last Woo-hoo. week and my husband keeps saying, well, what do you want for your 40th? And I'm like, I don't want anything. I get to talk to Jen from You Are a Badass. And my whole family knows who that is. Like, they're like, oh, well, okay. So my life is now complete. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You are so cute. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. I seriously cannot thank you enough. Your work has changed my life. And I am a huge advocate. And I testify about things that I love. So thank you. Keep doing what you do. And it is my absolute pleasure to have you. Likewise. Likewise, lady. Thank you so much. This was such a treat. Yeah. Thank you so much. Everybody. I believe in you and I believe in your business. You can do this. Choose today to be a badass at making money. Have a good day.